Setting boundaries effectively is essential for living a happy and more fulfilling life. When you learn to set healthy boundaries, you create a space for success. So if you've ever been told, you need to teach people how to treat you, or you get what you tolerate, then today's episode is for you, all about boundaries. Let's dive in. What are boundaries? Boundaries are defined as something that indicates or fixes a limit. In the case of personal boundaries, there's something that indicates a limit on what you will allow in your space. In other words, personal boundaries help you limit your exposure to the things that you don't want in your space. Not surprisingly, people don't always respect boundaries. They do that either intentionally or unintentionally which is likely the reason that you are continuing to listen to today. There could be a few reasons that people don't respect boundaries. Maybe they don't know where your boundaries are. Maybe they don't know how to respect boundaries at all. Or maybe they just don't want to. Whatever the reason, you can learn how to set personal boundaries and how to keep them so that you don't have to put up with things that you don't want in your space. One thing is extremely important for you to remember. You do not need to feel bad about setting boundaries. Your boundaries are not about placing limits on others. They're about limiting your exposure to behavior that doesn't align with your values, with who you are and who you want to be. Setting your personal boundaries is about creating a personal environment that allows for your success. You are 100% entitled to create a space that honors who you are. And with that, it's time for the first step for setting your boundaries. Number one is to know your core values. The first and most important step in setting personal boundaries is finding and knowing who you are and what you stand for, your core values. And why is this the most important step? Your core values are the bedrock of who you are. When you know your values, you know who you are at your core. On the flip side of that, knowing your values also lets you know who you are not. Knowing your values is a step, the first step for setting boundaries because they help determine what you're not willing to compromise on. For example, two of my top values are transparency and authenticity. Knowing I value transparency and authenticity helps me set boundaries because I know I only want people and things in my life that don't make me compromise those values. If I didn't know transparency and authenticity were my core values, I might be willing to let inauthentic and non-transparent people into my life. When you have people in your space that don't align with or respect what you value, you can get caught up in managing the drama instead of on what's best for you. Does that sound familiar? I'm going to attach a sheet of core values, a list of them to this podcast. So take a look at them when you can and see if any of them resonate with you. And once you know the importance of your values and maybe have an idea of your own from looking at the list, I'm going to go ahead and proceed to step two. Your values can be used to create your personal boundaries. 
take a look at the values that are important to you. These boundaries align with who you are at your core so that you are extremely powerful. Turning your top values into personal boundaries has a few simple steps. For each of your core values, you want to figure out these three things. What will you allow in your space, given this value? What will you tolerate in your space, but don't like, given this value? What you will not allow in your space, given this value? So it's what you will allow, what you will tolerate, and what you will not allow. And going back to my examples of transparency and authenticity that I talked about earlier, <clears throat> we can see that I allow people into my space who are authentic, honest, and share their struggles openly, and those who are working on growing and changing. I don't allow people in my space if they're dishonest and disrespectful. Those are things I clearly move away from. Converting authenticity and tra transparency into a boundary is straightforward for me, but there are some values that have more wiggle room than others. Setting your boundaries is really about you deciding what works for you and what doesn't. Sometimes you might let a person cross a boundary because of something else they bring to the relationship. Boundary setting is not black and white. There are many shades of gray, all driven by personal preferences, but context is also the key. Your boundary or personal relationship might be different from boundaries in a work relationship. Many times at work, the organizational culture drives environments so the boundaries come first. You might be able to get by at work with coworkers who don't match up with your values, but the closer you are with someone, the more important it becomes to set and communicate the boundaries that you need for success. Whatever your values are, converting them into boundaries gives you a basis for setting boundaries in relationships, setting boundaries at work or anywhere else. So what do you do if you're having trouble finding your boundaries? It's not always easy to figure out exactly where the line is. There are a few internal signals that you can pay attention to that indicate a cross boundary. The first um, internal signal is anger. Anger is one of your friends when setting personal boundaries because it is a clear indicator that something has been crossed. When you get angry, many times it's because one of your core values has been compromised or offended. For example, I can get angry when I feel lied to, disrespected, or taken advantage of. That's because it goes against my value of authenticity. The second important warning signal is what I call the cringe factor. The cringe factor is a time you have to cringe or take a big gulp to agree to do something um, or to work with someone. If you experience this, that likely means you know one of your values is about to be upset if you move forward. Once you have your personal values translated into boundaries, you can move to setting them easier. Now that you have an understanding of where your boundaries are, it's time to put them to work. It's time to learn how to set boundaries. There are two important parts to setting them. The first part of setting your boundary is knowing what not to engage in. This might be the most important part of setting your boundaries. You can save yourself a lot of trouble and headache if you know what to say no to before boundary crossing becomes an issue. This goes back to knowing what you will not allow in your space based on a value. 
If you think one of the paths ahead of you might lead down a road you don't want to go, you have every right not to go there. If you value punctuality, then being on a team with someone who's late is setting yourself up for a cross boundary. If your value, if you value financial well-being, then dating a big spender is setting yourself up for a cross boundary. If you know that you value cooperation, then being best friends with someone who is selfish is setting yourself up again for a cross boundary. Knowing what you will not tolerate allows you to avoid getting into situations where boundaries might be crossed from the start. This is not to say don't engage with people who don't share the same values as you. It is just to say, make sure that you know the playing field that you're stepping into. Oftentimes, the other qualities someone might have are so redeeming that we just can't help but love them. So we just charge ahead and do our best to make it work. The second part of setting boundaries is communicating your boundaries to others. This part is where you teach people how to treat you. You know, life can be messy, but along the way, you're inevitably going to get your toes stepped on, but you can drastically reduce the amount of times and frequency that that happens by getting good at communicating your boundaries. Communicating your boundaries breaks down into having clear expectations and learning what I call the empowered no. The heart of successfully setting boundaries is having those clear, concise expectations. Most people don't intentionally violate your boundaries. They just don't know where the line is. Having clear expectations lets others know where that line is. There are ways I've learned to set clear expectations. When you're going to have a boundary conversation with someone, explain the boundary that was crossed and what you need to be successful. This way is effective for speaking directly to boundary crossers to try to redeem the situation. There's no blame in this conversation. You're simply sharing a boundary that has been crossed. By sharing where they cross the boundary, it lets them know what you value and that something they did cross that line. Understanding boundaries together creates a powerful connection of understanding, acknowledgement, and ownership for self. The other part of communicating your boundaries is what I call the empowered no. Oftentimes, if we are less clear on our values and boundaries, we open ourselves up to being convinced to do something we maybe don't want to do. We get asked why we don't want to do something, and we can't figure out a clear answer, so we just go along with it. The empowered no is where you clearly know what you value, what your boundaries are, and what you will not tolerate. And use that knowledge to communicate to someone else that what is taking place doesn't align with your values, so you decline to participate. If you value honesty and have felt habitually lied to by a friend, you might say something like this. I appreciate who you are and what you do. For me, I value honesty. It doesn't feel like honesty is mutually valued in this friendship and relationship. And without that, I have to say no to the friendship because it's important to me to say yes to friends who value similar things. With the empowered no, you can communicate clearly why it is you, you aren't interested and feel entirely confident and secure in your decision. Let's keep talking 
about keeping your boundaries. I'm going to be honest with you. Not everyone is going to respect your boundaries. It won't be nice if that, it would be nice rather if that was the case, but it's not. So in order for you to do what's best for you, you have to know what to do when someone crosses your boundaries. Having clear boundaries is the key. When someone crosses your boundary, you have to hold them accountable. You already have an understanding of where your boundaries are, as well as clear expectations of what you need to be your most successful. Now you just have to have the conversation. Framing your boundary conversation is, is very important. Ultimately, your boundaries are about your personal success. You can use this fact to frame the conversation you're having. When you keep what is most important at the forefront, then it isn't necessarily about you or the person you're talking to. If you're talking about cross-boundaries in a relationship with regards to communication, you might frame the conversation something like this. I want our partnership to be as successful and fulfilling as possible. What I need in this relationship is for us to be successful in clear communication. And I feel like that hasn't been happening lately, and it makes me sad. How do you feel like we can move forward from here so that we're successful? Or if you're talking about cross boundaries at work with a team member or with a team regards to communication, you might say something like this. I value what you all do. I want our team to be as successful as possible. One thing that I need to be successful is clear communication. I feel like lately I've not been receiving clear communication about a project and it's been difficult for me to perform at my highest level. How can we remedy that? And also you can use me first language. Me first language is where you explain a problem based on the impact it has on you. When we're talking about cross boundaries, we have to keep front and center the fact that setting boundaries is not about limiting others so that they can have a productive conversation as possible. Using me first language keeps others from getting defensive too, because you're talking about how you feel. You're not placing blame, nor are you being defensive. It is simply, this is the impact this behavior is having on me. Let's look at another example of, of a boundary violation. Let's say you value integrity and you feel that at times someone may be doing something that you consider unethical to get ahead. Uh, it's been a source of conflict for a while, but you just haven't been able to figure out how to resolve the issue. Now that you know your values, you're ready to set some boundaries. So what's the best way to have the conversation? If you say, you're always trying to take advantage of the rules. You're only concerned with getting ahead for yourself. They might get mad and you won't be able to have a productive conversation. Accusations tend to have a squelching effect on conversation. If you instead use me first language, you might say, hey, I, I value integrity and doing things the right way. It makes me feel upset when you do things like cut corners to save time and money. I want us to have a successful and healthy relationship and for you to be someone I can trust to do the right thing. How can we be better about moving forward? This is likely to get a different response and lead to more productive conversation about what you need to be successful in this relationship. When someone crosses your boundaries, it's so easy to get frustrated. 
If you aren't able to say anything at the time, or maybe you don't handle the moment in the best way, you can always use the can we talk later method. The beauty of let's talk later method is that you can always revisit a previous moment and say, hey, I was frustrated before. I want to go back to that incident so we can have a better conversation about it. We have to figure out where you will compromise and where you won't and then act on it. Even after all these steps, boundaries are still going to be crossed. At this point, it's up to you to figure out where you will compromise and where you won't. An example of a boundary violation I've learned to compromise on is my value of time. I had to decide whether I where I would or would not compromise on my boundaries. For me, it was learning that other ways of doing things may take longer for some people, but the results were still the same. My sweet husband likes to do things with excellence, just like I do, but his way sometimes takes a little bit longer to get it done, but it still gets done and it's done with excellence. It may be simple, but it always frustrates me. I have communicated this to him, but for him, he values making sure he does it the way he knows how, and that's not going to change. Everything about him is worth so much more than this boundary violation to me. So I've learned to compromise, even if it's still annoying sometimes, but the results are the same. His just take longer. For you, whether it's a partner, a coworker, a friend, or family, you have to decide where and if you're willing to compromise on your boundaries. You have to ask yourself, is this boundary crossing something that I'm willing to tolerate because a relationship with this person is worth it? Choosing to accept a boundary violation is fine, but it's a compromise. If you choose to compromise, it's important to release the hurt and anger about that violation in a positive way so that your frustration or venting doesn't impact the relationship in a negative way. When you hold your boundaries, you might realize there are people who just won't be able to be in your life at times. Maybe this person isn't willing to be the person you need them to be. That's okay. It's better for both of you if you each exist in a space where you can live in the way you need to, even if those spaces aren't together. It might take time and consideration to discover your values and to decipher what boundaries are most important to you and the best way to implement them. But your mental well-being will appreciate the effort in the long run. Boundaries are essential for building and maintaining healthy and happy relationships. Thank you for listening today. For more information, check out upcoming Fireside Conversations and more information on my guests by clicking on my website at debbollinger.com. Be sure to join me Fireside next week as we dive into more of the refining process and how others' lives change as a result of their walk through the refining fires.